welcome back to another episode of my podcast, Get Creepy With Me. I'm your host. I go by a happy little ghost. Oh my god, that rhymes. <laughs> That's the first time I've said that. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I think I'm going to start saying that. I celebrated my birthday this week and it kind of gave me an idea for some topics this week. So I'm going to talk about some uh, weird birthday stuff. (laughs) Um, I can't really explain it. You're just going to have to keep listening. (laughs) But trust me, it will creep you out. So I learned that there is this phenomenon called the birthday effect which just refers to the fact that people can die on their birthday, which I'm sure happens literally every day. But this is something that's been studied from like a psychological standpoint. So first thing I'm going to do is just read about what it is. Oh, the first thing they say in this article is William Shakespeare did it. I love how they say William Shakespeare did it like on purpose. Wait, how did he, he didn't, he didn't commit the S word, did he? No, he died of syphilis or was murdered. So they say he did it like he made that choice. Like, no, it was, imagine dying of syphilis. Does that, that can't happen anymore, can it? Oh yeah, it's like incredibly low. Well, 8% to 58%, but poor Shakespeare, man. I don't know. Talk about undiagnosed ADD right there. (laughs) What was I talking about? I think I was reading something and I completely lost what I was doing. I'm going to have to search this again. Okay, yes. Here's the article I was on. Okay. So, William Shakespeare died on his birthday. Ingrid Bergman from Casablanca died on her birthday. I don't know who she is. Um, The feminine mystique author Betty Friedan all were influential figures and all also died on their birthdays. There's some statistical evidence to indicate that there's a better than average chance of someone expiring on their date of birth compared to any other day of the year. It's called the birthday effect. So of course it was my birthday this week and this was like in the back of my mind. Um, Obviously, I didn't die on my birthday this year. A study published in the Anal... Anals? A-N-N-A-L-S. Anals? I'm so, This is just ADD overload today. <laughs> but what? Okay, a record of events year by year. But how do you say that? Annals. Annals. 
Oh my goodness. This is like, okay. I lost the article again. <laughs> Cause I had to look up how to say annals. A study published in the Annals of Epidemiology in August 2012 looked at all causes of mortality against the descendants' date of birth. At first, data intended to examine the theory of death postponement in which an ailing individual might somehow delay the inevitable so they could enjoy another birthday. Instead, researchers found the opposite. In looking at the mortality data of nearly 2.4 million Swiss people aged one year old and up, and up from 1969 to 2008, they discovered there was a 13.8% increase in the potential for death on someone's birthday. For people 60 and over, the increase jumped to 18%. One obvious conclusion is that the deceased may have died by suicide, which is believed to occur more frequently during the holidays, birthdays, and other milestones. And while that's part of the equation, they're saying the main cause was long gestating cardiovascular issues such as heart attacks, illnesses like cancer, and even accidents like falls. In fact, men were 44% more likely to die via plummeting on their birthday. Like, unintentionally? We concluded that birthdays and lethally more frequently than might be expected, the paper summarized. They're saying, what could be the cause? That's a trickier question. One theory is that people experience more physical activity on their birthday, either from dancing, sexual congress, and generalized partying. Putting stress on the cardiovascular system could ignite dormant issues and cause some type of cardiac-related event. So, wow. So, heart attacks are common on your birthday. Thankfully, I dodged that bullet this week. Another party staple drinking could be the reason people tend to have an uptick in falls or other accidents. I don't know. I've never been into like partying or like going out and partying and like blacking out completely like like putting myself in a position where I could like have a fall like that. But I remember seeing that when I used to work in the emergency room, especially on holidays. And, um, I mean, I don't know about people's birthdays, but 
Um, yeah, I mean, I know that was a big occurrence. Just people doing it up and being stupid and falling off of things. There's a human error component. It's possible that for a portion of those succumbing to the birthday effect, their death dates were mistakenly recorded to match their date of birth. If that happened, even a fraction of a percentage of the time, it would be enough to explain the discrepancies. So maybe the data is just getting put in wrong. But the original intent of the Swiss study was to see if death could be willed into delay. You know how they say, like, before people die, that they, like, sometimes take a complete turn, like, for the better, for, like, maybe a week or maybe like a, a couple of days and then they like spend time with their family and stuff. So then they have this amazing day, this amazing time that they're spending with their loved ones or just doing something that they wanted to do. And then all of a sudden they just pass away. Like I know this happens with people that are terminally ill. I've heard stories of this happening before. So yeah, so maybe it is like, I don't know, would that be a psychological thing if somebody's like, hey, you know, I just want to have one more like great memory with my family or something. And then just, you know, before their death that happens. And sometimes it's on your birthday. So, in 1978, a new Australian tax law abolished inheritance taxes for anyone expiring after July 1st, 1979. The statistics of death in the country for that last taxable week of living in the tax-free week following were significant. Roughly 50 deaths that would be considered average for June were tallied in July as though estate holders like held on long enough to help their heirs to avoid the tax rate up to 27.9%. That's a very surprising statistic and a very surprising thing to study. But they did. In 2000, the New York Times observed that the number of deaths in New York City was 50.8% higher the first week of 2000 compared to the first week of 1999, and the explanation for that is that people on the verge of passing in late 1999 managed to summon their strength to witness the new millennium. I didn't really think about that. So it ends by saying what conclusions you draw from all of this are up to you. While it's possible your candles could be snuffed out on your birthday due to external circumstances, you may still possess the innate ability to keep them burning through sheer willpower. Just maybe avoid heights and the dance floor. <laughs>
All right, a little bit more about the birthday effect. Sometimes they call this the birthday blues, which I guess refers specifically to suicide. We mostly studied this in England and Wales, Switzerland, Ukraine, and the U.S. Something surprising, too, is that there were a lot of MLB players that have died on their birthdays. They did, like, a study on that, too, I think. But, yeah, I think, like, a big part of that is kind of what they're saying, like, it depends on alcohol consumption, psychological stress relating to the birthday. Well, you could have stress related to anything. Increased suicide risk. Um, terminally ill patients attempting to hold on until their birthday. And increased mortality salience or a physiological cycle that causes the body to weaken annually which that's what i would think like as soon as you like hit that mark like where you're another year older like it you just get like weaker <laughs> i don't know i'm already feeling it and i'm not going to say how old i am but i'm already feeling that my body just getting weaker and weaker every year it's also been suggested that it may be a statistical artifact, perhaps as a result of anomalies in reporting, but the birthday effect has also been seen in studies that control for known reporting anomalies. Yeah, I mean, I guess statistically you're more likely to die on your birthday. This makes me think of Happy Death Day, which is honestly one of my favorite horror movies. Would you consider it like horror or comedy, maybe? I don't know. There was like the first one and the second one, and I saw both of them, and they're really freaking funny, and they're really good, so at least I think. So I was curious about like the spiritual meaning of dying on your birthday, if there was any type of um, like symbolism for it. So apparently the Jewish belief about dying on your birthday is that it's symbolic for like perfection. It's special and perfect. It's believed that Moses died on his birthday and that his life was complete because it started and ended on the same day, like this perfect cycle. So Jewish people believe that dying on your birthday means that you have achieved your mission you were born to achieve and that it's worth celebrating. There was some type of Hungarian study in 2015 that analyzed the birthday blues in relation to suicide and they're saying that men of all ages had a higher suicide rate on their birthdays than any other day of the year and same was true for women over 60. that's sort of surprising too so i don't know there's like some famous people that died on their birthday and stuff but 
like I said, um, sure that people die on their birthday every day. I don't really care if you're famous or not. Um, I do kind of like the belief that it's like something spec, like could be something symbolic of like that perfect cycle. All right, let's look up some scary birthday stories now. These are like dumb. Oh, wait. Someone sat down with a birthday badge in their trouser pocket and the pin pierced their testicle. <laughs> this was not the kind of like scary birthday stories I was looking for. That was called the birthday puncture wound. Oh. This person was 10 years old and on their birthday, they um, had a pinata and I guess, okay, wait. Oh, shit. So this dude's best friend was trying to hit the pinata and on his backswing, he hit him in the head, like knocked him on the ground, broke the pinata, but then he had to go to the emergency room because he was bleeding with a huge gash above his eye. I don't know. These are stupid. Someone threw up at a go-kart place. Someone got really sunburnt. Someone got cheated on. Aw, I don't want to read this one. My dad ran over our cat. Ooh, terrifying stories of birthday clowns. Let's look at this. Birthday clowns. Does anybody, like, even do that anymore? Like, do people hire clowns to, as entertainment anymore? Is that a thing? I was just turning 10 and having a birthday in the middle of the summer is the best time because we would set up the slip and slide game on the lawn and have water gun fights while waiting for presents and cake. It was always the best time every year until my 10th birthday. Mom had ordered a clown to do tricks for us as a special treat. I was always trying to make funny animal shapes with balloons, so she thought it would be fun for me, especially since Killer Clowns from Outer Space was my favorite movie. His name was Pops. He had a red shirt with big blue balls in the front. What? <laughs> oh, they, do they mean like, like pom-poms on the shirt? <laughs> In a funny red and white striped pants that were poofy all the way down. He sported blue and red shoes that looked more like bowling shoes than clown shoes. Wait, is this about what's his name? That one serial killer that like dressed up as a clown and went to kids like birthday parties and stuff. Is that what the, is that where this is going? I don't know. I'm skipping ahead a little bit. So he came and performed and did his thing. 
So one of the girls at the party went missing, I guess. My neighbor Jenny, who lived right next door, was the last to leave. Mom walked. Mom offered to walk her home, but she insisted her parents were going to be waiting right out front for her. It wasn't until about seven that we found out that was a lie. Is Jenny still at your house? The girl's mom blurted into the phone when my mom answered. I could hear every word and she was crying so loudly. No, she went home two hours ago and said you both were waiting for her. She isn't here. Can you check? She was supposed to go out shopping with me when she got home, but this note on the front door written in what looks like blood, it says, Mom, I won't be home tonight. Don't wait up for me. I might not be back at all. Did you call the police? Mom said. Yes, they said they'd be here as soon as possible, but I still want to look. Okay, come right over, Mom said as she hung up the phone. They looked around the house. They couldn't find her. They reported her missing. A few miles up the road, they took the dog for a walk and the dog was going crazy and jumping and barking and they saw a white hand sticking up out of the grass and they knew it was a human it had to be so they the dog ran up started sniffing and it was this girl who was also the babysitter, she was lying there face up. Her face was frozen in a terrorized stare, her eyes and mouth wide open. Her eyes were gone. They said she had been tortured for hours while being tied up. Where her eyes should have been, there were two hollow bloody sockets. Her fingernails and toenails were ripped off. She had been stabbed multiple times, so she would bleed slowly out and then was hit over the head so hard that her cranium was crushed. When the police took the report, my mother told them the last person they saw was the weird clown at the party. The police checked out the clown, but something was wrong. The guy, who looked almost identical to the clown, had been dead for 50 years. He died doing a performance for the family who lived there before us in the backyard for a young girl named Jennifer. Oh my god. Like, I don't know if that's true or not, but what? This one's called Birthday Clown by GKO. It was my son's fifth birthday party. My wife and I knew it was an important birthday. Next year, our little Mikey would be going to school, so it was sort of the end of an era. I was one of the many people who were afraid of clowns. After a lot of debating, we decided on a clown for entertainment, but I was still kind of against it. I was one of the many people who were afraid of clowns. As a kid, I trembled, shook, and started hyperventilating at the sight of one on television, but our son was not. Ever since Laura bought him some sort of computer game starring a clown, he had loved them. As a father, I knew what I had to do in order to make my little boy the happiest. 
and if that meant ordering a clown, I would order a clown. Besides, I was a grown-up. They didn't scare me anymore. The kids were playing in the yard, stuffing their faces with cake and snacks, enjoying the world in the innocent way only kids can. Laura and I waited for the clown in the living room. He was already 30 minutes late. But you can't expect clowns to be punctual. Finally, he arrived carrying a large pink bag. He introduced himself as Bonko and sat on our couch. He really was your classic clown. White makeup, colorful, puffy costume, big shoes, big red nose, an orange wig, the works. Laura asked if she could bring him anything. He said no. Um, so I guess he seemed nervous and (laughs) they said they could have sworn they saw him like drinking out of a flask. Uh, he went outside and started the show. He juggled, told jokes, sprayed water around, did some classic slapstick. What slapstick? The kids were like entertained by it. So apparently he had like three like presents in this big bag and he told the birthday boy, pick one. And so um, they were taking pictures of him and then he picked one and then this Bonko opened the box and took out a knife, which the parents were shocked. They were like, he started cutting his own face bits of makeup covered skin fell to the ground the children are screaming our little mikey was covered in this clown's blood i ran to stop him but he collapsed to the ground and the paramedics declared him dead oh my god i looked inside the other boxes in one was a small rifle In the other was a can of lighter fluid and a box of matches. All the kids, including our little Mikey, had to go to therapy. We told the police, and they just looked to the floor, ignoring us. I decided I couldn't let this blow over. I tracked down the company that sent us this clown. It was situated in a small two-story building. I expected a rundown, like, old place, but it was really neat and modern. So I marched into the manager's office, not letting anyone stop me. I looked around, and there were blown-up pictures of clowns with their faces cut off, their heads cut off, bullet holes in their forehead, faces burned off, and it was terrible. Every picture had children crying. The manager was a skinny man with a tie. He looked to be in his late 40s with big, bulging eyes. Why are you even doing this? I yelled. He didn't answer. He just laughed in my face. Two big guys came from behind me and dragged me out. I will find someone who will make you pay. I won't be silent. And he smiled and motioned his goons to hold me in place. Do you love your family? He asked. Of course, I said. That's why I'm here. You made a mistake, sir, he said. Enjoy the rest of your life. And apparently it's been 43 days since then. And nothing happened to them, but they're very afraid. That's fucking terrifying. I don't know how I, like, went down this rabbit hole of clown stories. This one's about, I guess this clown, like, came to the party and, like, 
wait, this clown was like following somebody. Should I read this whole thing? Okay. This is like such a long story, but cholerophobia is the fear of clowns. And I'm pretty sure most of us at some point have experienced it. I know I have. For the most part, it disappears after childhood, but for some people, it lingers a little bit longer. And for others, it's their whole life. (laughs) I had the misfortune of being one of these people at the age of 17 who was scared of clowns ever since the first time I saw one at age five. So imagine my absolute horror when I found out a clown was going to be at my little cousin's birthday party. I almost refused to go, but my parents said it was time for me to get over my fears and my cousin really wanted me to go. So I went deciding that the clown would be too busy entertaining the kids to bother me. So the time came and me and my parents went to the birthday party. It was mostly relatives and a few of my little cousin's friends who were there. They rented this bouncy house. There was like a large open space to entertain the crowds. And I had to admit, it was a pretty impressive party. When I saw the clown, he was already busy entertaining the kids, but even at a distance, I began to freak out a little bit. So they go over to the table with the food. Suddenly, they, like, saw somebody was standing behind them. So they thought it was somebody that they knew. They go to turn around, and then they realize it was the clown standing right in front of them. So they say the clown just stared at me with a large grin on his painted face, extending a hand towards me as I began to shiver. One gloved finger came closer and closer until finally resting on my nose and the clown's grin spread further. Honk. (laughs) I guess the clown said that. Honk. (laughs) What the hell? I absolutely lost at that point, shoving the clown out of the way. I ran straight into the nearby house and ignored the looks of surprise or my parents calling me back. I just kept running. So they went in the house and the clown came in the house, like followed them in the house. And they said, get away from me. So the clown's grin faded And before I could react, he threw himself at me, tackling me to the floor, spitting in my face. Oh, I would fuck that clown up. You scared of clowns? He said, I'll give you something to be really scared about, you little shit. I struggled as this crazy clown pinned me down, began to wrap his gloved hands around my neck and choke the life out of me. I could feel myself getting weaker as the clown's grip tightened. His face was nothing short of pure murderous rage. Just when I felt like I was about to die, I watched the clown tackle my uncle and my parents came in. Everybody was shouting and screaming and it was all just like a blur to me. I coughed and spluttered, heard someone yell to get the kids and another person to call the cops. And more people helped my uncle to hold that crazy clown down, who was struggling all the while yelling obscenities. I don't remember 
much else about that day. All I remember is a few days after the incident, the local paper got a hold of the story and released it. It turns out the clown at the party was actually a psychotic who had managed to evade the police for several months. Seems that he was dressing as a clown and passing himself off as an entertainer, and he had attacked several people before, yet had always managed to escape. But his luck finally ran out. As for me, let's just say it's going to take a few more years to get over my fear of clowns. Oh, that poor person. Who's that serial killer that just, I don't know why I can't think of his name. That serial killer clown, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, so um, imagine John Wayne Gacy showing up to your birthday party. Is that what he did? Did he? I haven't, like, I'm not going to lie, I haven't watched a whole lot of, like, documentaries about him. And I know there's, like, a lot out there. He was Pogo the Clown, that's right. Fucking creep. Yeah, isn't that, like, what he did, though? Also, why does he kind of look like one of my ex-boyfriends? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And now I'm like going down this rabbit hole of John Wayne Gacy stories. So he like more or less lured people to his house. Did he like crash any birthday parties? Yeah, I don't know. The more I read, it just like makes my stomach sick. I don't know. I thought I remember hearing a story about him like going to like a party dressed as a clown and like killing somebody. Okay, yeah. So typically he would lure a victim to his home and like kill them. I don't know. I must be thinking of like something else. Cause I don't know. I thought I thought for some reason he like went to birthday parties and killed people. I don't. Um. So yeah, I don't really know what this podcast episode turned into. Uh. <laughs> now I feel like I need to do some more studying on my serial killers. Well, anyway, if you have a birthday coming up, I will say a prayer for you that you do not fall victim to the birthday effect and also that some scary clown doesn't show up to your birthday parties and try to strangle you or whatever. Um... (laughs) Anyway, I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode, and I hope you'll be back next week to join me in talking about some more creepy things. So have a good week. Bye, guys.